Hey there, I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts with the Better Events Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are coming to the end of season three. This is our this is our final episode of 2022, which is crazy. And Mary and I are so excited. And so similar to last year's tradition at the end of season one, we decided to do a guest compilation episode where we went back and asked all of our guests throughout season two, two guiding questions one about some hard lessons and another about moments of joy. And this is a fun-filled episode with tangible tips. You know we love those listeners for you to apply to your event planning process in 2023. Maybe get your wheels turning about your own answers to those questions and give you a little bit of a taste in case you missed some of our previous episodes with some of these amazing guests. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Better Events Podcast. We are so glad to be with you today. And as you know, we like to jump in with a conversation starter. And so our question for today is, what is a new festive activity or thing that you're doing this year, Logan? A new festive activity would be that I'm going to go to Candy Cane Lane here in Seattle, which is a street or a couple streets that decorate themselves with holiday lights. And I've had it on my list for a really long time, but not really been in the area during the holiday season. So I'm excited to like take some hot chocolate and go on a walk one of these days when the, when the weather's nice and crisp. How about you, Mary? What's a new festive activity or thing you're going to be doing this year? Yeah. So I feel like throughout my life, I've been like really into baking and then not into baking and I don't know, it, it ebbs and flows, I guess. But recently I just got back, um, from Copenhagen. And in Copenhagen, we learned how to make buns, which I don't know, in my mind, they're kind of like rolls, basically what I guess they call them buns, specifically cinnamon buns. So I want to start making them every year. I'm going to try to make them at my house. And I like bought this little dishcloth thing that I'm going to use every time I make them just because it's cute and it's from there. And I don't know, I, I can see it maybe being something that I would continue to do for years to come, but I'm going to try it this year. So we'll see how it goes. That's amazing. And I'm very hungry all of a sudden, Mary. I don't know. Did you bring any buns, you buns back from Copenhagen? Yeah. <laughs> you make me Chex Mix, I'll make you some buns. Deal, deal. Well, and this is our last episode here of season two, which Mary, I can't believe that. I mean, I can believe, but I also can't believe that we have made it all the way to the end of season two. How are you feeling so far? I'm excited that we're at the end of season two and for what's to come. Like it does feel like an accomplishment and the the consistency. I'm impressed with us. I got to be honest. I'm glad we're doing it together so that we can be consistent. But also we wouldn't do it if no one was, well, maybe we would do it if no one was listening. I think we've said we would because it's fun, but it's really yeah. helpful to have people actually listening. So we, that's we love all our listeners. motivation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it definitely sweetens the pot to have people who are listening, but I am with you and uh, listeners never fear. We will be coming out with a season three in 2023. So as this is our last episode, this will be the last one you see that's new from us in your feed uh, for the rest of this year. So we're taking the next two weeks off, just take some time to celebrate for the holidays and 
Mary and I are doing a retreat to talk more about podcast future and some exciting developments we have for you next season. So thank you all for bearing with us. And similar to what we did at the end of season one, um, we made a compilation episode where we asked our guests from throughout the season, which Mary, get this, we had 21 guests this season. That's it's a lot of guests. That's a lot. <laughs> It's also a lot of episodes because we started our podcast, I think, in April of last year. So this year we actually did go the full year. So we have 21 guests. And what we did is we asked them all to either answer one of two questions. And we decided, you know, we're, we're a glass half full kind of group, but we wanted to ask them what was something they had to learn the hard way this year or, you know, maybe prior to this, but something they wanted to impart with you guys so that you don't have to learn it the hard way, listeners. And then we always like to add it on that high note. So we did want people to share a moment of joy that they experienced at events this year, because uh, we've come out some dark times from the last two years. And I feel like it's just always nice this season to think about things that are making us joyful. So for you listeners, you're going to get to walk away with some lessons learned from our past guests, maybe some folks, if you haven't listened to their episodes, it'll encourage you to go back and listen. Please look in the show notes. We're going to link all of our guest episodes below. So they're really quick and easy for you to go and click on. And Mary, did I forget anything else that we want to tell folks before we jump into these answers? I think that's it. Just buckle up. Here we go. It's always fun to recap these. So looking forward to it. So before we listen to our uh, what our guests have to say, and it will be kind of a blind reaction for Mary and I, we did some minimal editing on what we received from guests, but uh, this is our first time hearing their full answer. So we're just as excited as you. But before we reveal what our guests had to say, Mary, for our first question, what's one thing that you had to learn the hard way? I think there's a lot. I, I've, I've said this year, I've had to learn a lot of things the hard way, which I guess comes with the territory. But um, the one that sticks out to me is one I think I've said before on here, but it is for to listen to your gut. I think, I guess, I don't know if everybody has a gut that they feel like they can trust or not. But for me, I've learned hard lessons because I, I didn't listen. And usually in circumstances like that, it's like, I take on a project um, with some with someone or some company or something where I'm kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. I kind of feel like some red flags about it, but move forward anyway. And I don't regret moving forward because I've learned lessons because of it. But I do feel like I've learned many things the hard way or been through through some harder circumstances than needed to be because I was I didn't really like listen to that that thought that I had at the beginning. Um so that's one that's kind of been recurring for me. So I would say I've learned that the hard way because I keep relearning it. What about you, Logan? What have you learned the hard way? Yeah, one, I think mine's also going to be one we've mentioned on the podcast. It's probably a good sign because we have a podcast that we've shared our hard things as they've happened. Um, but for me, one of the things I had to learn the hard way was by doing agency work. So where I'm a contractor under another event agency, and then that event agency is actually the company that got contracted by the end client. Actually having like a written scope of work was something I think when I first, even at the start of this year, I'd worked with a number of agencies in the past and I just kind of had a blind faith. I feel like that we mutually understood what they expected of me, what I expected of them. And uh, a couple projects this year really, you talk about gut, Mary, like I think I thought my gut was good. And then all of a sudden when you get that bad feeling in your gut, but you still have to finish the project, I was realizing so much could have been solved by doing a scope of work. So bullets that say exactly what I'm doing and both of us signing off on it, just so that anything that they might be confused about, I'm confused about, were very clearly uh, written out. And it's something I've then implemented since then. And it has been a lifesaver and amazing. And so I had to learn it the hard way. 
with some projects that again, my assumptions were off and their assumptions were off, but it has helped me immensely moving forward. I have to say, I, I was hoping you'd bring that one up because I, <laughs> I have learned that as well. And then also like we've talked about it. And so I think it's really important. So absolutely agreed hard. And we're looking forward, I guess, if you will, to learn from our guests and what they've also learned the hard way because learning is just part of the process. So with that, we will go ahead and jump into our first guest um, answer from Vanessa Loney. Vanessa was on episode 43 of the podcast. She's also been on the podcast earlier on, um, but from this year, she was on episode 43. And so let's go ahead and hear Vanessa's response. One thing that I had to learn the hard way this year is definitely when hiring outside contractors, um, really making sure you have targeted questions um, to determine whether they are a planner or an executor. I think some people don't realize what it takes to be a planner. Um, and I feel like I had to learn the hard way. If you are not, if, if details are not something you live and breathe, if you don't enjoy research, um, and some of the, you know, the, the organization part of events, um, perhaps planning is not so much your forte, but more so you're an executor. You're great with on-site, um, you know, customer service, client facing, problem solving. Um, I think, you know, more planners or more event, you know, professionals should really, you know, know the difference between being a planner and being an executor and whether or not you are both or you prefer one over the other. Pairs very well with my hard thing. <laughs> I'm like giggling over here because Vanessa, I think I know what you're talking about and alluding to. Uh, I think Vanessa and I talked about this a little earlier on in the year, actually. So it's funny and cool, I guess, to see it come up again because, yeah, that would be hard. Yeah, I Very feel like it's the, the flip side of my hard thing of being on the hiring side versus being mm -hmm. on the hired side. So listeners, you got both perspectives there. And I think that's great, especially as we talk about future growth in events, because you often will be the person who's getting hired and potentially also the person doing the hiring. So thank you for that one, Vanessa. And our next guest that we're hearing about their heart, what one thing they had to learn the hard way is um, from episode 69 with Jolene Jang. She is a friend of the pod. We're going to link to her episode below, but excited to hear what was the one thing that Jolene had to learn the hard way this year. What's one thing you had to learn the hard way? How to communicate tough realities with others without them turning off their ears. People do not want to hear any more bad news, and they certainly do not want to hear about racism. I am shocked at how hard it is to get people to care about the plight of Asian Americans, no matter which industry. When Asian Americans post about anti-Asian hate, many of us hit silence. I got a law passed protecting women and children and influenced the rest of the states. That there, that was a piece of cake compared to this. The Today Show and Oprah helped me. People know so little about Asian Americans. Much of their perceptions are based on stereotypes and, of course, Hollywood portrayals. A survey last year said that 42% of Americans cannot name one single prominent Asian. How will the next generation, Generation Alpha, how are they going to learn about Asian Americans? There are 20 state bans on schools outlawing education and gender and race. And get this, there are 192 more proposals. It's been nearly impossible to increase awareness of the discrimination and daily violence against Asians. A father pushing a baby in a stroller. 
He's punched, and the stroller rolls away. An 89-year-old woman, she was still on fire. Normally, this hateful behavior in America would be publicized and condemned, but not when the targeted population is Asian-American. Asians are attacked every single day, and very few people know this and don't care. So through this rough lesson that Asians are not seen as Americans, I did make a breakthrough. So I figured out how to gamify learning about race and culture, and it's proving to be effective. Mary and Logan, I'm so excited about it. I also have event planning versions. It's surprisingly fun. So with this innovation, more people will learn about how to be Asian inclusive and how this will work for them. Gamified learning. Yay. Jillian, the sound effects were great. <laughs> Those sound effects really, really got me. That's for sure. But also, Jolene, I really enjoyed our conversation that we had um, earlier on this year. And then this as well, because it brings it again to the forefront. And for me, Logan, I'd love to hear what, what you have to say too. But I hope that there can be more platforms like 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 this podcast and, and so many others that talk about this topic. And so no doubt the work that Jolene is doing is hard. Like I can, it just no doubt about it. Yeah. It sounds like Jolene will have to make a date with you for 2023 to hear about this new resource, especially the one for event planners. You got us both yeah. very excited. Well, our next one is uh, going to be from Vanessa Narvios, who we recently had. She was in episode 80. Let's hear from Vanessa. What's the hard thing she had to learn this year? One thing that I had to learn the hard way this year was that even when you train your staff, put procedures in place, and do your best to make sure that everything will go the way that you expect it to and to the quality that you expect it to, sometimes that doesn't happen. And so it taught me that we just need to always stay in a constant state of communicating our values and our goals and the way that you want to do business and the way that you want to be perceived and don't ever assume that anyone understands that or understands what you're trying to communicate. Communication. Absolutely. Hard lesson learned over and over again for me. <laughs> so, Thank you, Vanessa. And then now we're on to our next guest feedback from this year, which is from Lauren Boyd from episode 60 of the podcast. So let's hear what Lauren has to say. One lesson that I continue to learn like a revolving door is to approach my business pursuits and all the small things in between with a little bit more of an open hand. And I say that because at my core, I am very much a planner. And from that... I can very much get on the track of like, here's the rhythm, here's the plan and like hold tightly to that. But in every instance that I've allowed space and I haven't been put so much stress on myself, on everything going as it should, the business, the, the vision has taken on more of its own identity. It is more evolved. It's given me personally time to grow into a better founder to hold space for that idea. That's so interesting, Lauren, because I think it's something we we lose sight of. At least I can I can see that. So it's a great lesson learned, unfortunately, the hard way. Well, again, hopefully this is a uplifting for listeners because I feel like all of our guests who've shared in ourselves with our hard things, there's always something we can learn from it, you know, and 
Ideally, this has helped save you from having to learn it or experience it for yourself. Yes, absolutely. And then before we transition on to our next question that we have from a set of guests, we want to take a moment and give you a call to action, listeners. So as we said, this is the last episode of the year. And so with that, we wanted to take just a minute, not too long. So please don't tune out to um, do a little bit of a call to action. And we don't do this typically on the podcast as much as maybe we could, honestly. But um, here's our chance, last episode of the year. This is our moment. So thank you for listening. Um, basically, we just want to thank you all for for our, your support. We've talked about how we wouldn't do this without you. And so thank you for being here. And we would ask you at this time, if you've been enjoying the podcast, to leave us a review. We love five-star reviews. Um, wherever you're listening to podcasts, those reviews really help us. They help us build the podcast. It's a nice free way to support the podcast. Additionally, if you have more resources or just loving it so much, you could always buy us a coffee, which we have a link in the show notes. So you can do that. And that is really helpful for us. And it helps us continue to make this podcast innovative. As we said, we have some exciting things coming up for season three. Those types of things just really help build that. So go ahead and check out the link in the bio. Um, additionally, just send us an email. We love, sincerely love hearing from you all. And whether it's an email or like an Instagram message, whatever it may be, um, the feedback really matters. And also if you have ideas for next year, go ahead and send those our way. We're not just saying that. We try to respond to everyone. If we haven't responded Maybe it's because it's in our spam, so we need to look, but we try to get back to everyone. And so it means a lot um, as we continue to build and grow this community. So if you're enjoying this, please give us feedback, leave a review, reach out to us. And thank you so much. Those links are all in the show notes for you, folks. We're going to shift gears slightly to our second question that we ask guests, and you'll hear a couple repeats in there. We wanted them to tell us about a moment of joy that they experienced at an event this year. And before we get into what our guests had to say, Mary, do you want to share a moment of joy that you experienced at an event this year? I think that there's a lot. As we've said, events are roller coasters. There's like lots of moments of joy and then lots of moments of not joy. <laughs> but, um, for me, one specifically, I would say... Um, there, there wasn't a, there's a fundraiser that I was a part of and I went through kind of this roller coaster of emotions during the fundraiser for a minute. I was like, is what, is what we're doing matter? Like, is it going to make an impact? Does it matter? Blah, blah, blah. And then finally, by the end of it, I just had this moment of, wow, um, I'm so grateful that I can be a part of working with organizations who are making this, this great of an impact at this event. They were, you know, raising funds for a certain cause that caused by the end of the evening, more educated about it because of the event. And I, you know, listen to the program and all the things. And I was like, wow, how cool to be able to be a part of this. This is why I do this. And this was really cool. And so I think that happens, you know, fairly often, but it's in those moments where it's like, oh yeah, this is the reminder of why I do what I do. Cause I can be a part of something bigger. Um, and just how cool is that? And so I would say that's a moment of joy that I experienced more so this last year. What about you, Logan? When is a moment, what's a moment of joy that you've experienced this year? Well, Mary, you probably could guess this one because it's going to be related to sports and maybe listeners because, you know, I do love uh, doing all of my sporting events and then taking lessons learned from those sporting events and applying them for the corporate and nonprofit world. But my moment of joy came at the in July at the World Games in Birmingham, Alabama, where I was the venue producer, which is like the show caller lead on all the production for entertaining the fans who came to watch these sports live in person. Um, and I had floorball and korfball. Floorball is like indoor ice hockey, korfball with a K. And I'll link a YouTube video in the show notes here so you can 
watch it if you want to see, but it, it is essentially a mixture of like handball and basketball. And I had this moment of joy where we set up at halftime. We took a corf is what it's called. It's like the net or the basket on the end of the pole. And we put it at center court and we just, we called it kind of, I can't remember if we called it free for all or everybody gets a shot, but we let anyone who wanted to could come down and get in line and shoot, hold the corf in their, the, the corf ball in their hands, shoot it into the corf. And then we had them just get back in line. So you only got one shot and then you could get back in line. And this line did not die down for multiple days in a row. We did this because it was so popular for so many games. It did not die down because everybody wanted to just try this sport. And it was a sport I'd never heard of before producing this event. And I'm sure most of our fans hadn't. And it was just this really fun moment of like seeing adults, kids, everyone in between get like super excited about trying something new. And just, again, gave me that pinch me feeling of, you know, this is why we do things because sports and the entertainment side of sports just create such an impact on people's lives. I love that. And if I can add a like part two moment of joy for maybe both of us not to put words in your mouth, Logan, um, is the pickleball tournament at the Connect Conference in Puerto Rico. How can we forget? We were on Team Blue. We had a great time. Shout out to our teammate Anka from the Events Demystified podcast. Anyway, had to throw that in there. Great time playing pickleball with you. I feel like we were doing it before it was fully cool. Now there's going to be like, there's a TV show about it. There's going to be a pro league on TV and all this fun stuff. But yes, that was, I will say that was one of my highlights, Mary. All right. Now we're going to, in this topic, talking about moments of joy. The first guest we're going to hear from is Jen Mueller. She was on episode 48. This was all about the importance of asking questions. Jen is a very successful sideline reporter. So kind of keeping in that sports vein. Uh, But let's hear about Jen's moment of joy. My moment of joy at an event this year was watching Felix Hernandez throw out the first pitch for the Mariners' home playoff game. Now, on one hand, that shouldn't surprise you a whole lot because I do work on the Mariners' broadcast team, so that was a pretty exciting day. On the other hand, Felix Hernandez has not pitched for the Mariners in a couple of years, but it was all part of that excitement and that energy and the joy that people felt over seeing the Mariners in the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. And it actually brought tears to my eyes to watch Felix feel the love from the fans in a way that he got as a player here, but not quite because they couldn't get to the postseason. And it was not just a sporting event. It was an event. Everybody in the community came together and all of the elements made it a really special and electric day from the nostalgia of having Felix there throwing out the first pitch to all of the memories that people shared about being longtime, long-suffering Mariners fans. It was just a really special day. And I had tears in my eyes watching Felix kind of feel the love from everybody and just realizing how special the season had been. And it reminded me how impactful we can be when we come together as a community to cheer for something good and why I fell in love with sports in the first place. So while there were tears in my eyes, that was definitely my moment of joy at an event this year. Oh, I feel joyful just listening to that. <laughs> That's awesome, Jen. And I love hearing Jen speak, like talk about, mm, she just really is so talented at what she does. So thank you so much, Jen. We are now going back to Vanessa Loneys for her answer to this question. And so let's go ahead and play Vanessa's. 
one moment that gave me joy this year was the pre-event dinner with the entire team. And I think this was probably a team of 40 or 50 for one of my larger events, um, new client. And so I hadn't met the CEO before this night. Um, and so at one point we were thanked, my company was thanked. I was thanked personally for being a part of the event. And it just really was eye opening because I didn't think this CEO actually knew who I was. And so it almost was validation that I am making an impact, even if, if it was a small part of a larger um, organization. And so that for me gave me so much joy. Yes, Vanessa, I feel like you just touched on a theme from episode 82, talking about gratitude at events. So if you are an organizer or a client who hires people for events, remember the joy that Vanessa just mentioned that she experienced. And our next guest, you'll have heard them before, but we got Lauren Boyd is joining us again to share her moment of joy from this year. When it comes to an event, a moment that brought me joy from an event this year. I mean, I honestly, so many events this year poured into me. They brought me growth and challenged me and brought me so much joy and community. But I will have to say the one that just feels so good to me was the event that I spoke at in New York City. It was called the Seven Figure Framework. I loved my talk on legacy and I just, I felt like this talk was, was, was something that was really allowing me to grow and evolve as a person. Um, but also I got to bring my husband along for the ride and it was the first time since we had our daughter that we had taken a weekend away and caught the opportunity to just be a married couple and not parents. And I got to kind of bring him along and, and show him this world. And it was so fulfilling. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing that. And I just love that we're covering these moments of joy as I was thinking about it. We try to incorporate moments of joy in events. So it's very fitting that we're going over this right now. But with that, we'll go ahead and transition to our next guest who answered this question. We are going to now hear from Kelly Brown from episode 75. Hi, Logan and Mary. It's Kelly Brown. Uh, thanks again for having me on the Better Events podcast. It was wonderful to sit down with the two of you and have a chat. Um, a moment of joy of ex that I experienced this year at an event was, um, there's a couple that came to mind. One was at um, Beijing 2022 Winter Olympic Games. I really enjoy working with the locals. Um, that's part of what um, I look forward to in my job and feel very fortunate that I'm able to go and, and travel the world and, uh, and work with, um, you know, people from other cultures and, and see how they produce events as well. So, you know, the team there really took ownership of some of the segments, the live segments, or like times where we had intermissions. And it was great to see them work as a team, ask questions, build on their knowledge, share some of my knowledge and see what they came up with. And um, it was always really nice to uh, see how proud of them themselves they were as proud um, of them I was too. And another event that I really enjoyed was the World Games this year. So the World Games were hosted in Alabama. And what I enjoyed about that was working with some of my peers that I work alongside with um, and uh, being able to be a lead producer and then now be there for them, but watch them get into their venues. And at World Games, um, these were a, a lot of events that none of us had produced before. So seeing people take on, you know, again, ownership of their venue, of their sport, 
and working with the Federation and then seeing what they come up with, bringing, you know, the tools and the competencies from their other sports or venues and experiences, and then taking on um, a new experience with a whole new sport. So that was for me really enjoyable. I've always loved to be part of um, a collaborative environment and like having a leadership role. And so those two experiences for me were probably highlights this year. And I hope to continue with many, many more with times to come. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. Yeah. Kelly and I worked on the world games together. So I'm happy that that was one of her moments of joy because it it was quite joyous. (laughs) I was going to say, I sense a theme here. So that's awesome. Just a little bit. Well, and our next uh, guest from episode 80, you've already heard from her once today, but you're going to hear once again from Vanessa Narvios and her moment of joy from this year. Hi, my name is Vanessa and I am the owner and CEO of Finer Weddings and Events. And a time that I felt joy this year with the events that I've done is recently I did a really high-end baptism at the U.S. Grant in San Diego. And my job was to transform everything into heaven. And we spent so long putting together all these clouds that would attach to the ceiling and this just gorgeous white and silver motif for the room. And it was just absolutely stunning. It was definitely one of the hardest installations I've done to date. But when the clients saw it, they were so thrilled. Everyone just said how beautiful it was. And it really was just such a joyous moment to see the smiles on everyone's faces. I'd love to see a picture of that. Vanessa, I'm going to go check out your Instagram for sure. And I hope it's there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think both of our reactions, listeners, you can't see us. If you're watching on YouTube, you you unfortunately couldn't see our faces, but both Mary and I, our eyes were like, what heaven? I want to see what that looks like. (laughs) Wasn't expecting that. And then we are moving on to our final reaction this year for moments of joy from Lynn Resnick from episode 45 of the podcast from this year. So let's see what Lynn has to say. One moment of joy that really stands out from my wedding season this past year was a father-daughter dance, and in particular, this dad who was so excited that he brought his drink out onto the dance floor, glass in hand, ready to dance with his daughter, and uh, the bride's sister actually had to jump in and take the glass away because he didn't even realize what he was doing. He was just so excited to dance with his daughter, and uh, of course, all of the guests were laughing and applauding, and it was just such a joy and love-filled, genuine moment of excitement for this father uh, to dance with his daughter on her wedding day. Loved that. Wow. We just had, I feel like, the full gamut of of joys and lessons Mm -hmm. learned. Um, Thank you, Lynn, for that magical moment. But Mary, do you have any, like, key takeaways that we want to leave our listeners with? I just was thinking through, like, themes or things that I heard, like, I tried to catch a theme when we were hearing feedback from these guests. And from what I heard is the first one was just the idea of growth. Obviously, that was in alignment with the question that we asked, but it kind of came up multiple times, even with the second question. It just seems like this was a growth year for a lot of people. I think maybe that's because we're coming back from the pandemic. And I'm just happy to happy to hear that it's been a growth year for people. I think that's really cool. And then the second theme that I heard um, is for teams to take more uh, initiative, maybe initiative is not the right word, but I heard, you know, we talked about communication. We talked about teams um, taking charge. We talked about people needing to uh, do their best to to plan the way that planners should plan and things like that. So I, what I'm hearing is like 
there's a lot going on and people need to take initiative and take action and, and do do the things. So those are two points that I thought stood out to me. Logan, what about you? Any themes or final ideas or thoughts? Yeah, I feel like my big takeaway, and again, since we're ending on such a high note with the with the joy, was a lot about just how much events are about the people and, you know, how whether it's uh, personal moments like with Lauren, who talked about getting to bring her husband along, or it's talking about working with new team members, or even as Lynn, we just ended with the, you know, getting to see the reaction of your guests to things that you're creating. Um, just remembering that the people are kind of that magical ingredient uh, for your events, I feel like it's just such a nice level to to kind of sum up what I feel like a lot of people are talking about. And I noticed not anybody was particularly, you know, talking about like virtual or hybrid or in-person or, you know, any of those specific category, you know, categorizing. Um, so I thought that was just something that was kind of really interesting that came out for a lot of the the through lines for joy um, was talking about the people and, and getting those reactions. Thank you to our guests who submitted responses for this. We are looking forward to our guests in 2023. Who knows? Maybe we will do this again. We probably will. And so then before we leave, we want to do one final bonus tip from each of us. Usually it's just one of us, you know, and we rotate, but we want to do one final bonus tip for the year from each of us. So Logan, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Yes. Um, I think my bonus tip this feels like there's a lot of pressure, Mary, if this is like the final it's bonus. A lot tip. of pressure. Make it good. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot it slightly because I have a feeling we'll have to go back and listen, but I think I already said this one. Um, but just really thinking about as an event planner or producer as you're prepping for your event, making that contact sheet for who, like the phone numbers for people you need to contact with as well as a face sheet. I think, Mary, this might be stealing one that you've made. The Facebook, yeah. By having a book of faces or a sheet that legitimately just has pictures. And if you can't get them from the actual VIP or the guest, like you just going online and taking screenshots is so helpful for you as the event producer, but also anybody else on your team if they're supposed to visually recognize anybody. Both of these are very top of mind for me for two event, a couple events that I've been doing at, you know, towards the end of the year, so it's more top of mind of moments where I haven't had one of those tools and how frustrating and how much harder it makes me. It makes it versus when I've had them printed out and I've had, you know, a contact sheet printed, a face sheet printed. Most recently I had to, for a sporting event, put like 20 people in order. Um, and I took time to sit down. I got the revised order the night before and I reordered my face sheet. So it was exactly in order. So when I needed, I'd have like five minutes to get these guys in order um, from one to 20. Um, and my face sheet was so helpful as a visual check as I went through and said, yep, you're, you're John, you're Bill, you're Rashawn. Okay, perfect. Like I'm getting all of these, these people, right. And I just can't imagine doing it without it. So please, please, please document something and have it printed out. It's great to have it on your phone or your tablet, but printed documents also, I know it's, it hurts some trees in the process, but it's so helpful to have, um, when you're on site. I love it. Even if it's reiterated, I don't know. It's that important. So love the final bonus tip for the year. My final bonus tip is something that I have referred to throughout the podcast. And once again, I don't think this has been a bonus tip yet. But um, if you're on YouTube, I'm holding up my business journal. It's purple. It's nothing fancy. So don't feel like you have to scramble over to YouTube to see it. It's just a purple book. But I like to write down my business learnings in there. And it's so I don't forget. And so this could apply to you, whether you're a business owner or if you just want to write down like event learnings in it, because like we've just explained throughout the podcast, 
we've learned things the hard way. And so oftentimes when we're taking ourselves out of those moments and those emotions, it's really easy to forget those things. And so write them down. And if it's in a journal like this, then maybe that's the place. But that is my bonus tip. My final bonus tip for the year is to keep some type of journal with your learnings so you don't forget. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Mary, before we officially sign off, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners as we wrap an epic season two of the Better Events podcast? I will say don't forget to get eight hours of sleep every night. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe that's true, actually. But no, just thank you so much, everyone. Again, truly, we appreciate you listening and we would love to hear from you. So that's all from me. Thanks, Mary. And yeah, that brings us to the end of our episode. So you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn at Better Events Pod, or you can send us an email as Mary plugged earlier. We love hearing from you, whether that's ideas for content or resources that we plugged. We have all those free templates um, and we try to get back to everyone uh, when you send us a note. So please send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. If you've also been excited or you know want to share some more knowledge with us, uh, feel free to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It is a free way to give back to this podcast. You can also buy us a coffee if you're looking to just sponsor our caffeine and tea and hot chocolate fiend that help fuel this podcast. Um, and we're also going to link to both of our companies. So I'm the owner of Logan Strategy Group. Mary's the owner of EP Events. And we're going to put both of our company websites in there. So you can just see what some of the some of the things that we do that are outside of this podcast. And if you're looking for additional event support, you'll be able to find uh, both of our contacts there for our companies. And often Mary and I work together where we've got some very exciting things happening in 2023. So can't wait to do episodes about it. And we appreciate you all for listening. And this concludes season two of the podcast. We're going to be back in your feeds again on Wednesday, January 4th. Woohoo. See you Woo. in 2023.